You obviously know Kung Fu. Hey guys, this is Noah Flader, actor and director. I'm here with Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. All right, guys, Jeff Vita here with the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast in the heart of New York City. And my special guests today are Noah Flader, actor, martial arts filmmaker, and Darren Coe, photographer and stylist for Oast Films. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming to New York City just for this podcast. We're in the heart of it, baby. We're here. <laughs> That's right, man. Let's do this. <laughs> All right, so, guys, what are you doing here in the city? Um, well, we actually had work in Boston, and then I've been to New York a, a few different times, but I've never actually been here just to enjoy the city, you know, so I'm just here just having fun, man. Had to meet up with you and just have a good time. No, that's cool. Uh, so what were you doing in Boston that, that was uh, work-related? So I'm actually working with one of the top commercial directors right now, and he wants to get into feature work. So he hired Johnny and I to be his writers. So we wrote the entire first draft of the feature, and um, it really didn't hit us till I got the check. And I was like, we just got paid to be writers for a feature. Holy shit, this is crazy. That's as much as I could probably say about it, but it was like, it was very surreal. That's awesome, so it's, it's signed, sealed, and delivered. Yes, sir. We uh, confirmed it, I think um, last night. Mm-hmm. Right before mm-hmm. we uh, before we came here yesterday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yesterday we confirmed it. Congratulations, very cool. I know uh, the last time that we talked, I know you were talking about really making that push into Hollywood. Uh, so, is this that beginning of really getting in there? You know, it's crazy. Like I have a lot of side projects. I'd consider this one of the major like side projects because you never know what's gonna pop, dude. Like you just you just push it out there. If it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. But money don't lie, man, so. <laughs> that's cool, that's yeah. cool. All right, so Darren, uh, photographer and stylist for Oast Films, what is your role with Oast Films? Yeah, what's yeah, your role, man? You gotta tell us. <laughs> Shut the hell, man. Put me on a spot like that. My role pretty much is just taking photos like of Noah for content, pretty much the stuff on set. I make sure he looks good on set. I make sure he looks prime. I make sure he looks great on TV. Because if it doesn't look good to me, it doesn't work, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when, you're, uh, when you're setting up shots photography-wise and all that, what are you looking for? Is there, uh, is there a, a good side to know? Is there a bad side? Is there lighting that you consider? There's a good side to everybody, man. But, um... <laughs> yo, man, you made me choke, yo. <laughs> Putting pressure on me. All right. So, guys... First thing is, this is my first time doing a podcast, so don't be hard on me. So yeah, there's a good side to everybody. But with Noah, he's pretty much good side to every angle, you know what I'm saying? Shut the fuck up, no way. Why are you getting blushing now? He don't actually mean that. You should see him on set roasting me. Like, Noah, why you gotta look like that, bro? Fix your hair, look like this. I gotta make sure I roast you, you know, between me and you, but in public, I gotta fucking, you know, boast you. So if you go to uh, Darren Coe's Instagram uh, page, (laughs) his page is full of absolutely beautiful shots of really incredibly 
incredibly beautiful women, like hey, all over the house. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> that's my forte, but um, you know, I happen to have to, you know, I have to take care of this guy. So you know, he's part of the team. So I got to make him look good, just like the woman. You know, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. So let's talk uh, about Os Films uh, a little bit. You've done uh, some some great stuff already. Uh, Karate Guards, two million views. Yeah, dude. That's, that's crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, still when still when did we talk about it last? Because I think we had just posted it and it was like starting to gain traction. So when we talked about it, it hadn't hit a million yet. Wow. Well, it doubled that. That's crazy. Awesome. So uh, that seems to be doing well online. The comments have been really great. Uh, is there anything that you can tell us about the status of that? Is that going anywhere? Are you, are you planning to do anything with it? The response has been so overwhelming and we're so lucky to have the response that we have right now the most i want to say is that we definitely plan on doing something very big with karate guards a lot of people are asking part two part two make it a tv show do this do that we hear everybody and this is the kind of show we can put our spirit into because it's like we grew up with this you know what i mean like you know these characters like i know ray and ralph inside and out so this is something we are a hundred percent pursuing i'm just treading quietly right now i'm not saying anything till it's time to make the announcement so that's what i want to say <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's pretty overwhelming because you know we we made karate guard just for fun right uh well we wanted to work with christopher troy yeah, yeah, who yeah. plays ray I wanted to work on our chemistry on screen, so it was just a practice test. But we, we wrote a feature with him and I attached to it called Almost Heroes. And I'm working on selling that right now and his producer as well. So we, did, we really did Karate Guards as a practice run. And then it became kind of the main thing. <laughs> yeah, because of the fuss we got. So when it first started, the traction didn't go that fast, right? It was like very slow. And then yeah. now, surprisingly, we opened up YouTube. I was like, yo, we almost hit a million. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then after a million, and then it started going to two million. I was yeah. like, what the hell? You know, it's yeah. very, very fucking awesome when you kind of get a result like that, you know? It's just so it makes you kind of like, yeah, you know, I think that's what we're going to pursue on, you know, karate go. Yeah. So something that I noticed, uh, and, and I told uh, Noah this the last time that we talked, uh, your, your fans are huge behind you guys because of all the legends that I've had on the show, and I've had some pretty big names. Dude, yeah. he has massive names on really? his show. No joke, dude. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't have scrubs on my show. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. But the the interview that is at the top of the downloads for me right now is this guy, Noah Flater. Nice, bro. Yeah. That's dope. And uh, the the most recent interview that we did is already put challenging for that spot with it so really? he's doing really well <laughs> your fans are huge your head your fans are huge behind you so um tell me then what is going on with os films right now because i know you posted a couple of things some shorts uh some rom-com stuff some mr yeah, and mrs yeah. lee which is uh some cool little yeah. fight scenes and stuff so what else is going on in the works because as far as i know you guys never stop working <laughs> we don't stop creating man my brain dude i'm always like thinking about how to create like we were at a wedding the other night and I literally just disappeared for an hour and Darren's like, where the fuck you go, man? I was on my phone writing like the next script because I saw something that like triggered me and I just put in my headphones and I just start working, dude. I can't stop, but you yeah. Eat, man, you're filet mignons here. <laughs> <laughs> he sent the prettiest girl to come grab me too. <laughs> Yo, Jessica, can you go get Noah? <laughs> this beautiful Cambodian girl taps me on the shoulder. I had to look up and I was like, oh wait, what happened? Hold on. I got lost in thought real quick. But <laughs> anyways, um, um, we just put out Happily Ever After and that was a fun piece for another reason that we just went and shot it. I really wanted to test that like temperamental high energy 
that I know I have inside me. I've never like done something like that. And it was really, really fun. We all have our dark side, so you know that was a good approach for where Noah can practice that, you know, that anger, that whole, you know, ah, you know, on a lady. It's always fun to act, you know, yeah. to do that on a lady. Yeah. Now, from what I understand, there there was no script for that. That was just straight up improv. Oh, hundred percent improv, dude. We just got there and just made it happen. We the only thing we planned was the outfits, and that was this guy. The style was all him. Yeah. Now, do you direct stuff too? Because I know you, I think you directed like a quick short with, well, I think it was with you, but was that you or was that somebody else? Mm, not that I know of, that I remember. No. Oh, um, Call Me Crazy. You you had a little bit of like, you wanted to give a little bit of direction with Johnny on Call Me Crazy. Oh, okay. So he yeah, probably yeah, yeah, read yeah, the yeah, credits yeah. for that, yeah. It's more like, it's more like, uh, more like the girls more than anything. Because okay. my background is directing models and to yeah. how to pose or how to perform on a camera. Um, that's where my forte is. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's a directing kind of like, thing, yeah. Johnny is very dialogue driven. Mm -hmm. Like the words, the script means the most. But Darian's the visual storyteller where he needs to see that body posture, yeah. the yeah. way you look at somebody, the way your hair is fixed, yeah. all that kind of stuff, the way you walk. Walking is very important to Darian. Oh, so yeah. those yeah. little nuances are very important to me yeah, when it comes to performance, yeah. yeah. So take me through something like Karate Guards. When, uh, when that was, being laid out and uh, and shot, what uh, what were you looking for uh, as the uh, photographer and stylist on that set? Uh, we were looking for this, you know, the kind of the whole bodyguard, the whole sleek, the whole Mrs. and Mrs. Smith kind of thing, the whole black and white, you know, kind of um, that look, that very streamlined, but still, you know, plays an era in what the what what's, what is it, eighties? It, it definitely has like a seventies. Yeah, seventies like, looks. Yeah, like I'm a big a fan bit. of the classic movies, you know, um, like. For example, Bruce Lee, his style, his aesthetic, the way he dressed, um, his mannerism. Bruce Lee was always going to be my number one like, um, like person to go to as inspiration. Nobody else, you know. Yeah, 100%. And a couple of the other projects we have. So I did a short film with Arden Cho. Do you know who, do you know Arden? She's a really good friend of ours. She was on Teen Wolf. She's, oh, okay. Yeah, she's a, she's a great actress. So. We did a really fun piece. I've never shown anybody what I can do with guns. So this piece is a lot of gun action. It's gonna be fun. So that'll come out in, I believe, a few weeks. I think we're gonna do the first week of November. Okay. First week of November, yeah. So you did a little bit of that knife and gunplay with Mr. and Mrs. Lee. Very, very little bit. Very little bit. <laughs> this is gonna be like quadruple the amount. <laughs> a lot more. We had about 15 stunt guys on this. Oh! Yeah, yeah, so it's cool. it's a lot of guys storming the house. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good time. I actually enjoyed the final edit so much. I'm like, I think fans are gonna ask for a part two of this one as well. Cause I really, really liked it. Johnny has a cameo. Nice. Yeah, I'm really excited nice. for that. Um, and then after that, I actually posted a goofy ass video on Instagram where um, one of our favorite movement artists, his name is Pasha. Like shout out to you, Pasha, you're absolutely incredible. This is the first person I think our whole crew is actually a fan of. Like everybody knows who he is. Nice. Yeah, like, dude. He's like the falling master or something like the art of falling. It's just, he's... You watch this guy, he'll triple front flip off a building, land straight on his back, roll out of it like it was on purpose, like crazy. Oh, yeah, just. He just falls from like high places, just like, what the hell? It's like a cat, like a real life cat. No yeah. joke, no joke. So I posted a silly ass video and I tagged him and we haven't met each other. And then he responded, followed right away. 
And he was like, dude, I love your stuff. I've seen your films. Like, I would love to collab with you guys. I want to do something. So Johnny's back home on the West Coast writing a script for Pasha and I. As soon as I get back, I line up that meeting. That's the next project <laughs> right away, dude. We don't stop, bro. Yeah, he stopped. He's the first parkour guy to hit a million followers. So he represents a oh, whole wow, community yeah. of people. That's cool. Yeah. So kudos to Bosch. I'm really excited to work with him. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, speaking of that, uh, all the videos that you do, you're, you're now on TikTok too. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Why do you bring TikTok up? That's hilarious. You, you watch those? Um, I don't get TikTok. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's, it's beyond it my time. So. so I have two assistants, Ted and Sean. They're both like 19 years old and they're like on TikTok the hard. For TikTok, I believe they're younger. It's, so, it's yeah, like 15 sure. to 20. Yeah, for sure. Like if you find some legal on TikTok. That's <laughs> pretty rare. I'm not even joking, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so these guys are like telling me like, no, you got to get on TikTok, got to get on TikTok. And like, I was like, all right, watch it for a month. If there's decent growth, I'll just like, I'll make an account. I'll just post up and just go from there. So that's kind of what I've been doing. It's just, it's really just for fun. Just like laughing at myself, nothing serious, but you never know in this world, man. So I, I only bring that up because um, I have three daughters. They're 14 and 11 and nine. Yeah. They love TikTok. Crazy. Not my scene at all. Uh, but uh, you, you, you mentioned that you were on TikTok. I was like, why? But okay, I guess I'm sure it, I'm sure it has its following. But um, I asked because uh, the videos that you post on Instagram, a lot of it is our martial arts demos and stuff. Is that the kind of stuff that you put on TikTok? Uh, a lot of it is very much like the martial okay. arts stuff because we have like a whole library of content that we shoot at the gym. So I literally have 50 videos in my phone right now I haven't posted. Okay. So I just posted variations of those videos on TikTok so the people that go and follow, they can see something a little different. Um, I scared the shit out of my mom, put that on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll probably post like stuff like that, just like me messing around. Um, yeah. Okay. TikTok, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest, yeah, I don't support him being on TikTok, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, if you if you're growing a new audience, maybe that's where you go, right? I don't I don't know, but um, so the the martial arts part of things, uh, obviously, you're you're an accomplished martial artist. Thank you. You're doing a lot of stuff with that. Are you still uh, training and growing your skill set, or or is it um, just a, a case of you developing uh, what you already know? I think as an artist, you're always looking for new ways to keep growing, right? Um, I always say the hardest part is not becoming the champion, it's staying the champion. So there's so much maintenance work that goes into doing what we do. So I'm always dabbling with new people and I wanna, it's hard because you get to such a caliber where you can't walk into any dojo, you can't learn from any, I would just say McDojo, you know what I mean? Right. You have a very like uh, refined palette. So you wanna learn from the best around you and it's hard to find those people often. So when the opportunity arises, empty my cup any day and I love to learn as anytime I can, but a lot of the focus is filmmaking. So every single day I start the day, three or four hours in the gym and it's just all refining everything that I do. Okay. And then trying to be creative, trying to think outside the box and that's really where the filming comes in and pushes me. Sure. But then right after that, we go into filmmaking mode 24-7, so. You also teach though, right? You also teach martial arts. Privately, but not not to anybody. I don't teach classes. I don't, it's really hard for me to teach private lessons. Um, <clears throat> I have to really care about you. So you have to be like in our film circle somehow. You have to be like family to me for me to teach. I, it's just the way it works. I'm just too busy. That's a big part of it. 
I started raising my rate like exponentially, like ridiculous. And people would still pay it. So I just have to, like I was doing it to like scare people away. <laughs> yeah, and, and teaching is a very personal thing for me because yeah. when I'm showing you something, there's a bond that's really formed and I, I care a lot about what I do and it's kind of like I'm giving that to you. So I'm very careful about who I do that with and why I do it. Um, aside from just creating purposes, yeah. Okay. And when you're, you're teaching it though, are you teaching martial arts for functionality or are you teaching more for cinematic martial arts? A lot of both, yeah. a lot of both. Um, oftentimes what you guys see on social media is for entertainment, because let's say Darian hits up a bunch of models and then I have actor friends I want to come work out. I'm definitely catering towards, so the found, lying foundation is functional martial arts, but I always cater it to like understanding how to look good. Yeah. Like understanding your angles, understanding the movement, how to make sure that it reads better where if you're shooting 24 you know, frames per second versus 120, like you gotta know how to change up your movements for that. But the underlining factors were still training martial arts. So I always encompass that for sure. Okay. Yeah. Darren, are you a martial artist at all? Um, I have a little bit of background, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I took uh, Taekwondo, yeah. You did? For how long? Uh, I think the two years. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I got to a green belt. I wish you guys could see Darren's facial expressions. Right now. <laughs> but I'm a natural though. Yeah. Oh, you're a natural? Yeah. He's got a nickname. We call him the king of rights because right, yeah. he can't kick on the left. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that is. I understand. I do. Um, <laughs> but I've seen you training with Noah. I've seen yeah, you in the yeah. videos training. Uh, how is he as a teacher? He, he's good. He's good as a teacher. Like the same thing, you know. He, you have to. You have to win his heart for yeah, him to teach yeah, sure. you. Just, just, just like any martial art movie. A grandmaster doesn't teach anybody unless you kind of win his um, kind of heart, you know. And that's where he takes a step to. Hey, you know what? Okay, you can be my, you know, my student, and I'll teach you. You know. Okay. It's. It's it's a personal thing, yeah. Sure, you know, sure. yeah, you know, all the all the greatest teacher does not just teach anybody, you know? So I, I don't want my martial arts to be a monetary value. I don't like when I have to put a price stamp on it and everybody is paying me. Now I feel really obligated to teach them those things. Um, I just want it to be just because we all love it, you know. So I make I, mean, I make all of our money through all the films that we do, all the brand deals. My real martial arts, I just save it for the people I care about. Yeah. It's more tangible that way. The same, it's the same philosophy I have with my uh, photography. People yeah. always ask me, ask me they do, do I do workshops and do all that stuff? No, I don't. I don't like teaching. Because all the stuff that I've learned in photography, I've learned myself. I never had any mentor or anything like that. For me, I take a lot of pride in that. Yeah. So for you to come to me and say, hey, you know, can you teach me some photography skill? I was like, nah, I don't know. You know I don't know about that. You know? Most prideful so. guy I know. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so it's the same way, man. Yeah. No, that's good. That's yeah. good. Uh, it, it, any, anybody that takes pride in their art uh, any, and their skill, yeah. uh, it, that means something to you. And obviously, if you're going to share it, you, you gotta, you, hopefully you're sharing it with people who are along that same mindset. Yeah. It's not always that way, man. And that's why we are the way we are. Because, you know, everyone's gone through their hiccups and bumps. So there's a process to weed out certain people. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've probably only showed about one or two people, like, in depth, how far my martial arts can really go. Like Ted, Sean, all those guys you see me training with, they're just barely tapping the surface right now. They know it. And I won't teach, I won't show them like my real stuff yet. So they gotta earn that, it takes time. Yeah. Uh, does that same philosophy apply to your filmmaking? Um, yes and no, it's kind of different because filmmaking, I'm not teaching it. And I've had people like offer to pay me to teach them like how to act or how to fight and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm literally a nobody. I'm like, I don't feel right charging people. You know what I mean? Like, 
like I haven't, and even when we have our TV show or our movies, like I'm not gonna charge people for something like that. That's just weird. Like I can't because we're still in a learning process ourselves, you know. Yeah. So we're still finding the ways to master ourselves in that era. And you know, when people come to you and ask those things, it's 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 it's, uh, it's, it's great. But mm, you know, it's like we're still new into this, you know, the yeah. whole industry too, you know. So I think a, a really good analogy is like not to boast. I feel like maybe in acting, I have my black belt, where in the martial arts world, we say that having your first degree black belt is just the beginning. You understand the basics. You know, I have the views, I have the following to validate all of our films and what we're doing. I have major actors coming on set and wanting to work with us. It validates what we're doing. So I feel like I have my black belt, but I'm still just barely tapping the surface. So you can't charge private lessons and <laughs> seminars as, oh, I'm a black belt in karate, like, fuck out of here. You can't do that, you know what I mean? <laughs> it just becomes not, not a passion, but it becomes like a business. You yeah, know? And yeah. We don't want it to be like that. We always yeah. want it to be art first, maybe money afterward if it goes well, you know? So how do you then gauge how good your stuff is? I, because if you're just catering to your fans, do you run that risk of just being in your own echo chamber? Or you know, how, how are you comparing it to, uh, to your earlier work and, and making sure that it continues to develop and get better? That's a great question because I think a lot of artists get stuck in this world where I'm kind of selfish. First and foremost, I'm making the films for myself. Everything that I do in my life is really for myself. I want to test myself like <clears throat> maybe it's performing a certain movement. Like I have to know I can do this kick. Maybe it's just talking to the pretty girl at the cashier. I have to be able to talk to her and make her smile. Like I always have these like tasks in my mind where I have to accomplish that task. So it's hard to gauge because art's subjective, right? But I know like when I hit that line a certain way. I know my body posture, I know the way I'm looking at camera, or the way that I can affect my scene partner and what I'm doing. So I'm very judgmental about myself, but I'm also like, let's have a good time. So I always make sure that when I do a project, I hit my goal marks. For this project, I wanted to work on this tone. For this project, I wanted to do this type of fighting. For this project, I wanted to make sure we had this kind of energy. But I also see where our weaknesses were. I'm like, okay, maybe it's a production thing. Maybe production screwed up. We lost $500 because so-and-so screwed this up. How do we tighten that up? Or the artistic side, how come I couldn't hit my dialogue this way? Why did it have to change? I always see both sides to it, and I always want more. Towers of gold are never enough. You know what I mean? That's our struggle, but I'm always happy at the end of the day. Yeah. Cool. When you look back over uh, the stuff that you've done so far, uh, what is uh, something that you're super proud of and something that maybe you're, you might want to revisit and redo in a, uh, at some point in the future? I mean, instinct right away, I just say Karate Guards. Like, I'm really, really proud of Karate Guards. We missed a lot of marks and like when we were on set, we were three hours over production. So the sun was gone, we lost sun. We were like, how the hell can we change the story to make sure it doesn't look like it's too out of place with the lighting? We fixed that on set. Um, it's a lot of dialogue, a lot of things that I wish would have happened a little different, but at the end of the day, like, Karate Guard is our baby, and it's, it's launching us forward, like, like I said, I'm not going to talk too much about what's happening, but it's big, it's really, really big, and a lot of serious people are taking it, you know, serious, so. We don't want to confirm it until it's 100%. Yeah, I'm not going to go out saying, like, we're doing this, we're doing that, it doesn't happen. You never yeah. know in this industry, but we're trying our best, and, um... If there was any other project aside from yeah, that, what would I, I think it would be Kickmaster. 
Yeah. Yeah. Kick. I think we would we we would yeah. that and would do we would do it better. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in a few years. I would probably say like five years or so. Like if we get what we want now, like within this next year, I have a five to 10 year game plan. Kickmaster could live in that for sure. Cause I feel like we had the right idea and concept. It, it's hard to do live action anime with one, with no budget, like very little budget. Cause anime is fucking hard. Like you need the effects, you need the time. And um, we understand how to write dialogue way better now. I think we can revamp uh, Kickmaster a lot better after we've done Kickmaster. I you don't understand? This dude loves Kickmaster, bro. He <laughs> loves Kickmaster. Every time he's talking about the pirate. It's every like time. The baby's just lingering around like, yo, we gotta fix that. We gotta fix that. It's that itch, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Kickmaster was, was fun and, and a completely novel uh, idea uh, at the time because... It was a it was a world of martial arts, and then all of a sudden there was all these ridiculous elements that got yeah. thrown into there, and and the, like the yeah the appeal was to try to see how that was all going to tie together, yeah. and I never got that, so yeah. I I need to see where that where that winds <laughs> up. Finish, yeah. Our our brains like like we're really kids at heart. Like I walk around thinking I'm a samurai. Johnny thinks he's a fucking Viking in the middle of New York <laughs> Street. You know what I mean? Like that's how our brains function, and we wanted to show that with Kickmaster. Um, I really, the, the bottom line is that my acting career really started to become taken serious by a lot of people. So we didn't think that Kickmaster matched my acting ability at what it was. So you can't put something out where it doesn't match what you're trying to do as a career move. And he's a lot better now as an actor too. You know, at that time during Kickmaster, I used to say, yeah, yo, no, man, you suck. <laughs> That's the real Darian. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I said, bro, you need to stop with your fucking acting game, man. <laughs> but the good thing about it is, you know, even though you say those things, his ego still stays up. His, you know, his, his hard work still stays there. And that's how he gets better. And that's why I stand by him all the time, you know? Yeah. Everybody starts off as a white belt in whatever you want to do, you know what I mean? I just have a good time doing what I do, but I'm very, like I said, I'm very meticulous at how to correct myself. Yeah. So uh, then, with uh, with O's films completely bogged down with all the stuff that you're doing, how do you have time then to look outside of that to try to continue that move into Hollywood? Oh, I mean, that's all we're doing. Like, that's the real hustle. So we're really pursuing that with Karate Cards. Um, we're in the works on writing five other features. One of them being Trace. So yeah, yeah. So I've been working with Wes. Wes is doing three projects at once right now, but he is trying to write the feature for Trace. And once that's all prepped, we can start pitching that. Um, that's really the big hustle right now is just pushing uh, karate guards to get to that level. But in between everything, I have a lot of help, man. You have to learn as a good leader, you gotta not delegate, you know? So the team always supports and that's why we can make three films at once while still pushing our biggest projects to get on the forefront of Hollywood, yeah. I don't know, man. I think it's a trick. Is pretty much uh, we made it our lifestyle, so it's just kind of like self-explanatory to us, you know. We just live it, you know. It's so. it's hard to explain like time management because everybody always asks me that. They're like, "How do you like manage to do all that?" There's really no secret answer. Like I wake up at like five five thirty and I start working like right away. That's what we do. It's not a nine to five, man. Every minute is a hustle, you know. Every second is a hustle, you know. If you've been following these guys for a long time, you understand what they mean by every minute is a hustle because they're working until two, three in the morning and then they're getting up and then starting it all over again. Yeah. So. <laughs> so like even in our travels like this, for example, New York or, you know, this opportunity like coming to, um, 
to yeah, like New York. So we, we took the initiative to, to do a podcast with you. So any any kind of travel, we take an opportunity to try to find a winner to even make some kind of exposure or some sort of you know yeah um, content. You know, today was supposed to just be a fun day, right? But I'm like, I still have to find a way to make work happen. So to me, this is this is always fun work. But to me, this is work because this is another outlet for my fans to hear our voice and all of our engagement can keep you know boosting to do what we want to do. Yeah. All right. So I asked you before off the record uh, about stuff that uh, that you're working on. I know you can't say anything, but can you give us any kind of hints as to what is in the works so that I can I can say that I got a little bit of something. This guy, man, he always does this. I always watch this. Man, I always tell this guy, yo, please don't say anything, man. Tread quietly, man. Give a little hint in a, in a in a different way, a different manner, but don't give the fucking answer, bro. Until we you know until we solidify, you know. But. So with karate guard. I can confidently say this um, we don't want to be on YouTube so honest like honest answer wherever that leads us but anything that's a bigger platform and we're very thankful for YouTube because it's given us a creative outlet to do what we do but um, yeah any bigger platform off of YouTube is really our biggest pursuit right now okay. yeah so let's say karate guards goes on to that bigger platform uh, does Oost Films continue developing on that smaller platform for further stuff? Indefinitely, yeah. Of course. 100%. We have a big game plan at, at hand on what Oost Films is going to do. Yeah. Cool. Are you going to be involved? Are you? Will you be involved with all that going forward? Oh, of course. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I got to make this guy look sharp at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I have a game plan. So there's really two different ways that you can pursue going forward. You can have a studio network taking care of everything or it could be private funded if it's private funded my whole crew is involved like right off the bat um if it's by a studio it is much harder to take care of like i can't bring on my cam ops to operate on a network show because they have their own operators they have their own directors they have their own contracts this guy he's gonna be in hair and makeup with me no matter what like i'm just gonna bring him on set like we're at fox studios he's just gonna come with me like it's non-negotiable We'll always figure out a way to make it happen. That's just how it is. Yeah, number one thing is always about our team first. Doesn't yeah. care, you know, what the Hollywood tells us. You know, we always prioritize on our team first. Yeah. yeah. Did, have you ever considered uh, the pressures of Hollywood uh, putting strain on that team concept? Because it happens. All, all the time. All the time. Yeah, yeah. I get it, like, now. Yeah, I get it now, all the time. I don't really care. It don't bother me. <clears throat> when you've grown up getting beat up all the time, this is nothing to me. I'm like, at least my face still look pretty, man. Shit. <laughs> all right. Uh, so off of uh, off of the stuff that you guys are doing, are there are there projects that uh, you see in Hollywood coming down the line or uh, on TV or in film that uh, excites you about the, the direction of the industry? I could get into the Joker right now. <laughs> For the record, I absolutely loved the Joker. It was a fantastic film. I am a hardcore Joker fan. So there are elements that were missing to me that I really want to see. I wanted to see in this film. Maybe they make a part two when I see it in there. That'd be great. Um, but I mean, I'm really happy about the Joker and like where DC's going. That's this is by far the best DC film ever, like 100%. Yeah, it's by far my favorite. Um, it, it's really an inspiration how um, Joaquin Phoenix perform. You know, it, it's really I want something like when I see uh, Joaquin performing something like that. I was like, damn, man. 
you know, I can't wait to see uh, Noah to get into that level. You know, it's like it's just it's so mind blowing. It's just so um, it's it's his acting is just dude, phenomenal. You know, Joaquin's acting was incredible, man. It, my biggest problem is just the writing. Just the writing, but every other aspect, the set decoration, the colors, lighting, audio, score, acting, everything, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, yeah. What about on the martial arts action film genre side of things? Because Karate Guards has that element in it. Yeah. Um, obviously, you don't want to do all martial arts action film stuff because you have rom-com stuff going on with those films. Uh, is there anything coming down the line that excites you on, on that front? For other people? Yes. Um, I haven't personally heard anything that's really interests me. And I think, yeah, kind of sound like an asshole saying that. <laughs> um, but I think that's why I believe so much in Karate Guards, because I don't see anything else out there that really captivates me and wants to make me excited, because I think a big problem with martial artists and like the martial arts genre is that they're so hooked on the fighting. And if you're a real artist, like Bruce Lee always talked about, martial arts is the art form of life. You need to appreciate all different aspects of life, all genres of life. And I think that's what Karate Guard is really going to be able to do. And of course, there's great action. Action is always like the icing on the cake. It should not be the main focal point of a, uh, of a movie, of a TV show, or any of that. And um, I just, I haven't seen anything that's really captivated me in a long time, man. Honestly. Yeah. I can say John Wick. You know, does that count as like martial arts, though? That's a question. That's okay. Question. Does it count? No, it counts to me. I think okay. John Wick is, would be the top right now. That would be like okay. from yeah. that level of like inspo where we want to be. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah, John Wick for sure. I didn't. I, I kind of went Wu Assassins in my brain. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. like yeah. a show like Wu Assassins, like very martial arts driven. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I, I would think John Wick's more like action, like just yeah. like hardcore, like action movie. But right, the way he looks, the way he dresses, the way how how you know how proper he is, how premium he is in the whole you know fighting and gun thing. Yeah, I I love that style of um, you know action. So yeah, man, John Wick. Colors too, colors everything, so good. Yeah. Is there anything that you identify as something that you need to bring to that genre to really set it apart? All I need to do is work on my acting. That's it. <laughs> okay. That's all I got to focus on. I think he pretty much got it unlocked, yeah. Just his acting, boom. What is it about your acting that you think you have to, to work on? What, I, I don't, I'm not an actor, so I don't because know. Because he's never, he's never been an actor. Okay. He was just, just a martial artist, was a stunt guy, you know. Acting is, is something that we say, hey, yo, you look good and you fight nasty. When you fight, you look like you're acting, but there's no dialogue, you know what I'm saying? So we want him to have dialogue and we want him to be good in martial art like his dialogue, you know? Yeah, I think the comparison is that I've been doing martial arts for over 20 years. I've just started acting the past three or four years. You know what I mean? So, like I said, it's kind of like hitting that black belt mark. Black belt's like four years in, you get a black belt, right? If you stick to it. So it's kind of, it's that, but it's still comparison. I want my acting to reach my martial arts level, more or less. And I think when I do a fight scene, it always stands out, right? I do a fight scene, people pay attention. I need to have dialogue scenes that are exactly the same way. You watch that and you're like, holy shit it makes you feel something. It makes you feel intimidated, scared, in love, whatever the emotion is. You feel something immensely. That's where my acting needs to be. Yeah. You, watch, you watch the martial artist, the way he kicks, the way he performs, it's just so nasty, right? And then he starts saying a word and says, 
everything starts to crumble because his acting sucks. <laughs> I was like, the fuck, what happened to your kick? And it's not even a kick, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I would be acting, yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, so what is uh, on uh, tap for the rest of the week here? I know you guys are only here for a couple of days, so where are you headed? Um, we have a routine whenever I travel. I don't pay attention to nothing. <laughs> I just let Darian handle the travels. So, Darian, what do we got planned, man? Yeah, man, I got, I got to meet two of my model ladies, you know? That's all it is. It's always part of the agenda. You got to meet your ladies, you know? Got to pay them a visit. That's what it is, you know? Jesus. Awesome. Well, best of luck. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time here in New York. Cool. Thank you so much for joining me again. Uh, no, your fourth time on the show. Darian, your first time on the show. Thank you so much. And best of luck with Oz Films and best of luck with all the projects. That, uh, that Noah told me about that I cannot tell you anything about. So, uh, really, best of luck with everything, guys. Thank you so much. Kung Fu Driving Podcast. You guys are the best. Oh, s- Thank you, man. That's it's my first time. It's an honor. <laughs> honor to have you guys. Thank you. Big thanks to Noah Flater and Darren Coe for taking a detour on their New York City trip to stop by and join me on the show. We recorded this conversation over some good Korean food and had some fun just catching up on everything that these guys are up to. Oast Films is up to some really exciting stuff, and I want you guys to remember that you heard it here on the Kung Fu Driving Podcast when announcements start dropping. I wish these guys the best of luck, because it really would be fun to see what they can do with the right platform, the right marketing, and of course the right money. Either way, I'll be keeping tabs on the Oast team and sharing their adventures on the show. In the meantime, go follow Noah and Darian on their respective Instagrams, at Noah underscore Flater and at Darian underscore Co. And I'll post those in the show notes so you can follow along. And also give me a follow at Kung Fu Driving Podcast and let me know what you think of our chat. If you're on Twitter, I'm there as well, at Kung Fu Driving. And while you're there, check out some of my podcast buddies at the hashtag Castaways for more indie podcast flavor in your ear. Until next time, Poison Clan. Peace. Poison Clan rocks the world. Shouting monks on their hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan, now's in King Yu's hands. With the fearless Aida roaming over the land. Yeah, the little bitch soldier is older and wiser. He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law. Blue sleeve delivered kicks, guaranteed to graze jars. Fight for the cars, then pass here the blast. On the end, back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but boards don't hit back. Yeah, the death jewels here, David D is coming back. The Tai Chi master, jet leads even faster. The channel little dream because he is the drunken master. Once upon a time in China, Rosamund Kwan is real fine, but see Maggie show his spiner. Golden Swallow has arrived. Chan Chi movies will the hero will survive. We've got the brave archer make his way to the top of the mountain, gonna fight. May as well pick a spot. Yeah, the sky goes black, cut the vampires back. We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all, so stand back. You place the black magic on the soul of the sword, and our sword will travel until his body's on floors. Yeah, Wing Chun Shaolin in the mountain style. Yeah, defeat the enemy and watch you run for miles. Blood will spill now on the mountain tops when we bring back the soul of the legendary pops. Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha. 
this time is war We smash the place up with our dragon claws We walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we get a drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with our dragon claws See it's a game of death, yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time and Janet counting the TikTok The Shogun, Assassin's Lash and Blood are just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance that won't stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got her just in yellow, but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor When the blood it'll splatter against the wall No fear at all, to kill them all There's always blood spilled when you head into a war Fearless, unleashed The fist of legend that they call Jet Li I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these There's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting